This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Tonight I want to talk about submission. Whenever I spoke uh, about uh, two weeks ago, it's been a week and a half ago on Sunday, uh, I spoke about children and young adults, and we looked at this slide right here. We read 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 5, and we talked about submission. The point's not all that relevant. However, I made a comment in that study about submission, and I kind of poked fun at this guy being put in the chokehold here, and now he was in submission. And I said, I kind of put that photo up there in jest, um, but realized that that's kind of a, a, a good depiction of the word submission. And in the way that we define submission today in the world, it probably is. But then Monday I went home and I read James chapter 4, verse number 7, submit yourselves to God. And I got to looking at the Greek word behind that and I realized that's a pitiful way to describe the word submission. And I thought, I'm going to redeem myself on how I define submission uh, whenever I get another chance. And so I'm going to take that chance tonight to redefine submission. Uh, just going to look at a few verses tonight, uh, mostly define submission, talk about what submission is, and look at a couple of the examples we read in the New Testament. What does it mean to submit? What does that mean? <clears throat> you know, as I look at this photo, we see the guy here in the choker hold, uh, and he, he's in submission. There's no doubt about it. He's tapping out. He's, he's submitting to this man who is, who is choking him. He's saying, all right, you win. You're the winner. I will be in submission. And if you watch any MMA, you know that that's what this called. He's tapping out. It's called a submission. There are guys in MMA who they just want to get the guy to submit. They're no, they know they're not going to knock him out, so I'm going to get him to submit. What that means is he's doing what the other guy wants him to do. The other guy wants to win, and he wants him to forfeit. And he's saying... You got it, buddy. I'm going to forfeit now. That's, that's what he's looking at here. And I think in a lot of ways, that's a fine definition for submission. Uh, the reason I said that was because we talked about children and young adults. How you may not want to do what you're supposed to do all the time, but you know you've got to. So, you know, eventually you just do it. Uh, the word submit that we found there in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 5, as well as in any verse that we read tonight, comes from the Greek 5293. Uh, it means to subordinate or to obey. And whenever we read the word subordinate or we think about being someone subordinate, it's not really a pleasant thought, is it? We don't want to think of ourselves as somebody else's, as below them, as beneath them. In any in any form or sense of the word but that's what it means to submit to subordinate oneself to be someone subordinate or to obey uh, whatever it is that you're submitting to it says to be under obedience uh, to be obedient to put under to subdue unto to be subject or to make subject to or unto to be put in subjection to or to be put in subjection under 
to submit self unto. And then I look back at the picture of the guy getting choked, and I go, well, that kind of makes sense. He's being put in subjection to that guy. He is submitting himself to the guy that's, that he's wrestling against. He's, he's in obedience to that guy. That guy says, you will forfeit this match, and he's saying, I will forfeit the match. But there's one word in this definition that changes everything. Everything. It says to reflexively obey. Reflexively. And that obviously comes from like the word a reflex. Like when the doctor hits your knee and your foot kicks. It's a reflex. And if I were to take the clicker right now and hurl it at Jace's head, he wouldn't have time to think about it, but he'd probably put his hands up or he'd duck out of the way or do something. It, and he wouldn't sit there and go, should I duck out of the way of this? Is this going to hurt? How fast is that traveling at my head? It would be a reflex. He'd just stick his hands up. That means you kind of you do it without thinking. You just do it. And that word, that little word to, def- to describe how to obey really changes the meaning of this definition. To reflexively obey. You do it as a means of a reflex. I thought that was really, really interesting. Uh, that word, uh, this Greek 5293, uh, occurs 40 different times in the New Testament over uh, less verses than that. In some verses it's used multiple times, of course. Uh, And that is translated to one of these different ways, one of these different words, in almost every one of those examples. There may have been one, as I look through, that that slipped through the cracks. Um, But it's going to be the present or past tense of one of these words or word. Submit, submit yourselves, uh, obey or obedient or obedience, to put under, to subdue uh, or subject. And so a lot of times when you read one of those words or a phrase that uses one of those words in some uh, tense, past or present or future, uh, it's going to be this Greek 5293. Uh, and so that's what it means to submit. And so I ask you, what, what gives a better depiction of submission? From the biblical standpoint, maybe from the worldly standpoint, we could pick and choose whichever one we wanted. It might depend on kind of our context. But from the biblical definition, what makes more sense for submission? Is it the forced submission that you're making me do this? I've got no options. I've got no choices. I'm going to pass out if I don't do this. Or is it the yield sign to yield reflexively to submit or yield reflexively i think obviously you would agree with me that it's this second option that to yield or to submit reflexively is a lot better depiction of the biblical word submit or submission and we all understand this as well if we're on the feeder road and some people are trying to get off the interstate and we pull up and there's the yield sign we turn around and we see a car coming. We, we don't sit there and think for a long time. Well, should I stop? I don't know. How long is it going to take them to get here? What, it's a reflex. We just hit the brakes and we go, hey, I don't care how many cars are coming. I'm going to stop and yield to you because you have the right of way here. 
And I don't care if there's a line of cars that's a mile and a half long. I'm going to yield. I'm going to yield. I think that's a lot better way uh, to depict and define submission. So let's look at three verses very quickly. uh, And then we'll, we'll move on and we'll close pretty soon. Uh, Three areas that I chose to look at of those 40 different verses that are used in the New Testament, uh, let's look at these three different areas. Uh, We're told that we're to submit uh, in these three different areas. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, it says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme. Uh, And you know as well as I do, I could have probably found another handful of verses that talk about obeying the laws of the land or being in subjection uh, to authorities that are in the world. And the Bible says that we're to submit to those things. So which one of those depictions of submission makes the most sense? And what idea of submission did God have in mind for us? Did he have in mind the government choking us out until we did what they wanted? Or did he have a reflexive submission in mind? Uh, the verse we read a couple Sundays ago, 1 Peter 5 and 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject, same word, uh, to one another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. And so, once again, the same question, what idea of submission did God have in mind between the congregation and the elder? When he said, submit yourselves Unto the elder, did he have a struggle in mind? Did he have a fight in mind? Or did he have a reflexive submission in mind? And then finally, and I read this one because it is just the best verse uh, to define what submission is and what submission means. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. If we move down to verse number 24, this is why it's such a great depiction of that word. It says, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, this paints the full picture for us. This gives us uh, the full meaning of the word submission. What did God have in mind when he uses the word submission here? And so I ask a very simple uh, and even silly question to get my point across. Which of these options gives a more accurate depiction of how the church should be in submission to Christ? Which of these options is, is a better depiction of submission from the church to Christ? Is it a fight? Is it a struggle? Is the church supposed to be in submission to Christ only by threat of a fight and passing out and being whipped? Or is the church supposed to be in subjection to Christ as as a reflex? Is the church supposed to be the subordinate of Christ and yielding to Christ and whatever Christ says? And that's how we're supposed to the church is supposed to be in submission to Christ. And nobody here in their right mind would argue about that. And so if that's the way that the church is supposed to be in submission to Christ, 
that whatever Christ's law is, whatever his word says, that's what the church will do, then that's how submission should be for the wife to the husband. That's how submission should be from, for everybody to the government authorities. That's how submission should be for the congregation to the elder or any of the other couple or few dozen examples that are used in the New Testament. That's the way that submission should be. Is it submission at all if it's a fight? Is that really true submission? We're, we're so used to the worldly definition of it that we think submission is choking the guy till he finally agrees with us and going, oh, I'm, glad, I'm glad you want what I want then. That's not true submission. That's not a real biblical definition of submission. Would you say that the congregation is in submission if they fought every decision that the elders made and protested and were disgruntled about everything and made a problem out of everything? But then they finally, eventually, concede that the elders are, have the right to make that decision. So, okay, fine. I don't like it. That's not submission. Is it submission if we try to get around every law that the government makes and that we don't respect the people in the government authority so we're not going to obey those laws or we're not going to do this or that or we're going to fight it at every corner? And that's not submission. And same for the wife and the husband. Is it submission if you're going to fight everything all the time, day and night, but then finally give in? That's, that's not the true submission that God had in mind. And I think a couple of the problems are as follows. Submission is often looked at as a position of weakness. Like I said, we don't like to think of ourselves as being anybody's subordinate or beneath anybody in any way, even if it's not necessarily a bad thing. But instead of looking at submission as a position of weakness, realize that submission, the way the Bible teaches it, is a position, is a sign of strength. That's a sign of strength. That's not coming from weakness. We're not in submission to the elders because we're weaker than the elders or we're lesser than the elders. But we submit to them as a sign of strength. We're willing to follow the lead. You could say the same thing with the husband and the wife or even the government authorities. Submission is not weakness. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Submission is self-control. Submission is strength. And so when you look at the guy in the chokehold, you look at him and you go, well, it's hard to think of that guy being stronger than the other guy. That's because that's not a great definition. Not a great definition. So as we wrap things up this evening, we're going to get to where you probably assumed we were going to be. And that's talking about submission to God. And that's what it's all about, is being in submission to God. And that's what we all want to do. That's what we all want to be, is submitted to God. And the fact is, if we go back and we looked at these uh, things that we talked about, and you asked yourself honestly... Can some person in the congregation who's not in submission to their elders, is it possible that they can be in submission to God? 
Is it possible that someone who fights the, the law at every turn and tries to cut corners and disobey the law at every corner, can they be in submission to God? Can a wife who won't submit to her husband, can she be in submission to God? I don't have to tell you the answer. Of course not. A wife who's not in submission to her husband, a person who won't submit to the laws of the land, a, a congregation who won't submit to the elder, they can't be in submission to God. You can't have it both ways. You must be in submission to those areas if you even want to be in submission to God. Romans 8 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The worldly mind, the worldly mindset, is the enemy of God. Why? What, what makes the worldly mind the enemy of God? It tell, one, one way. It's not in submission to God. That's the only problem with the worldly mind. It's not in submission to God. It doesn't yield to what God says to do. In fact, it says it can't be in submission to God. And so if you flip that verse around and kind of look at it from the, other, from the other way, is if you're not in submission to God, you're the enemy of God. James says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is the, the reason I wanted to give the sermon. I was starting to study this verse a little bit more thoroughly. And maybe I'll make a sermon about this. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But the point of submission to God is to be free from sin. Is to be closer to God and to be free from sin. That's the whole point of, of being in submission to God. Re submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. It's a promise that we're made out of the scriptures. That if we will be in submission to God and if we will resist the devil, then the devil will flee. And we all want to fulfill that promise, don't we? We all want to fulfill that. The whole point is, is to be fighting against sin. And if we go back, we see one of the other issues uh, with any of the things we've talked about. Verse number 6 says, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Uh, a lot of times it it's pride. We don't want to submit. And I think part of that could just be a definitional issue. We, we def define submission in a very different way uh, in the world than the Bible does. And sometimes we can get caught up on that. Sometimes we do things the opposite when we're trying to fight sin. The Bible says submit to God, resist the devil, and oftentimes we do the exact opposite, don't we? In fact, we're the ones in, we're resisting God and we're yielding to Satan. Okay, I'll do what you want. I'm, you're fighting God and you're trying to do what he wants, but you're not ready to do that and you're not ready to fully submit and you end up fighting God and yielding and submitting to the devil because of our pride. It says God, it, it, there's no mystery why God, 
why the Bible says this before. It says submit to God. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. And that just goes to show you that submission is not weakness. Submission is strength. Submission is not weakness. Submission is strength. Finally tonight, how do, how do we do this or an overview of submission to God? Uh, the first thing is that we got to trust in God, which is another one of the issues that I didn't want to really get into and open up a can of worms on tonight. But sometimes I think we don't want to be in submission because we may not fully trust whatever we're supposed to be in submission to. We don't, we're not quite sure what that person's going to make us do or want us to do or that we're going to not agree with that person or entity wants us to do. We're not going to be in submission to the government because we don't trust them. We don't like them. We're not going to be in submission to our husband because we don't, we don't know what he's going to ask us to do. We don't trust him. Or to your boss or to your parents or the list goes on and on and on. In 1 John chapter 5, we read about if you love God, you're going to keep his commandments. And it goes on to say at the end of verse number 3, his commandments are not grievous, which means they're not unreasonable. They're not burdensome, as I think what the Greek definition means. They're not burdensome or unreasonable. And see, we, we don't have a problem with the idea of submitting to God because we trust God. And we know what God has asked us to do. And so the, uh, the idea of submitting to Him is, is just fine in our minds. Sometimes implementing that's more difficult. But the idea of submitting to another person we have trouble with because we don't know what they're going to ask us to do. We don't know if we trust them quite as much. That's the first, the first step or the first hurdle in my mind. The next is to be submission, to, sub, to submit with reflexive submission. Not a fight, not a struggle. Let me tell you, the elders' lives would be more miserable if we all just decided, let's fight them on everything. That's not the way God designed our submission to the elders to be or in any of these other examples at all. God, when, he's, when the Bible says be in submission or subdue or be subject or be obedient to, and it uses Greek 52.93, it means a reflexive obedience as a matter of reflex. And finally, submission to God is total submission. There's no such thing as partial submission. That's where we find ourselves in the middle of James 4 and verse 7, in the middle of submitting to God and resisting the devil, is because a lot of times we want to toe the line. And we don't want to, we're not quite ready to submit all the way to God because we're not quite ready to resist the devil all the way either. And we find ourselves right in the middle. And there's no such thing as somewhat submitted to God. There's no such thing as somewhat submitted to your husband. There's no such thing as somewhat submitted to uh, the elders. There's no such thing as the church being somewhat submitted to Christ. There's only total submission. So if you want to fight sin today, you got to be in total submission. In total submission. If you want to be in submission to God today, you got to be in total submission. And so the places you went to commit sin before, the people you were with to commit sin before, or the things that you did, or any, you you got to go so far the opposite direction to be in submission to God. Uh, I hope I've redeemed myself and my 
definition of submission. Uh, it's been driving me nuts for about 10 days now, so I'm glad to, to have got to uh, present that to you this evening. We all want to be in submission to God. And like I said, the idea of that we're fine with. It's implementing that in our life that gets a little bit more difficult at times. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.